0: hello and welcome back to your property podcast my name is michelle cairns and with us today we've got Rhett rumor from property filter hey Rhett, how's it going
1: very well how about you
0: Good, thank you. Well, um, I only, uh, yeah, it's great here. I obviously only know you through Property Filter, and the work that you are doing there is just absolutely incredible. For anybody who has not heard of Property Filter yet, where have you been living under a rock, maybe? Um. Absolutely, everyone needs to be checking out Property Filter. It's a deal sourcing software. And uh, we at YPN are in partnership with uh, with Property Filter. But, you know, you had a life before Property Filter. <laughs> um, so tell us about your property journey and your investing and how you got to work with uh, Property Filter team.
1: Yeah, sure. So uh, very similar to many people in property. I, I got my start um, really working my mindset. And um, that began with books like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, of course, but also um, I was invited to a seminar by T. Harv Eker, uh, Millionaire Mind Intensive. And I remember at the time thinking, you know, what am I doing? This is crazy, but went along and it was life changing because it just opened my eyes to how I was... Being held back by my own negative beliefs. So that's how it started. Um, but then, you know, what would be the vehicle? And property, I'd always done relatively well at property, um, almost by accident. So I just decided not to be so accidental and this time to really get some education um, and had a kind of survey of all the different strategies, thinking what might work for me. Um, and I was really looking desperately to leave my day job at the time. So um, HMOs, blocks of flats called my name because of the passive income and this way of refinancing things um, and using other people's money. And so that's how it started. And really like a lot of win-win thinking, a lot of education, uh, Mark Harvey and, you um, the real life tribe, um, Rachel uh, Knight uh, with title splitting I know is you know often in, in YPN. So, you know, they were some of my mentors and um then just jumped in um and going a couple of years um forwards to now, basically have six uh, developments I've completed, uh 40 units. Um, that includes five HMOs and one block of flats. and all really with other people working with um jv partners working with um investors
0: okay so you went straight in for the hmos what was your what was the day job back then
1: yeah sure so i i worked for a very large u.s firm mind body uh a lot of people know it because of yoga pilates you know um fitness, F45, anything, basically wellness, uh, that was a thing. So I, I loved wellness as a, as a theme, but it was never really my calling. And, you know, anyone who's been in a kind of corporate environment, it can be quite soul-destroying after a while because you don't have much control and you definitely don't get the dividends. And I, I learned at, at one point that I'd made them £4 million in recurring revenue Wow. And when I kind of looked at it and I, I thought, if I can do that for them, why can't I do that for me? So yeah. that's one of the, the drivers. And COVID actually was my best friend. So COVID came, um, they announced furlough and uh, redundancies. And they were probably a bit surprised by the grin on my face because I was thinking, well, I have redundancy insurance. Anyone who doesn't have it, please go get it. <laughs> it's £100 a month might give you a year to kind of kickstart your journey if things go that way and then property prices were low no one was buying so i was the sole guy on the train going up to the midlands me the driver and the conductor to you know um buy properties and that that was kind of how i started
0: well, and so in terms of hmos you obviously i suppose jumped that single that stage that a lot of people, uh, maybe fall into. Um, but you've obviously just seen the cash flow, and the aim, therefore, was to just replace that income from the day job through the HMOs. And do you know mind me asking, how many properties it took you to get to the point where you were kind of like, right, uh, you know, mission accomplished? What's next?
1: Yeah, so I'd say by around property four or five, um, I knew that things were stable. Now there's, there's this income coming in and, you know, you start realizing, well, wow, you, you have options. Um, there are certain countries where you could go retire there for say a thousand to 2000 pounds a month. So all of a sudden it's like, you know, the, the outcomes and potential options um, really grew. But then what I realized is that um, once you start in this, this crazy property world, you know, which for anyone new to it, it is not for the faint of heart, but you kind of get a taste for it and you think, well, hold on a second. I, you know, I could probably do more. And and so now I'm I'm working on um, some flip opportunities, um some more like cash lump sum strategies alongside the HMO. So I did you know what most people do, you replace your income then you go for lump sums, and then you go for the longer-term assets. And so it's not that I don't like single ads. I think the challenge is that in 2023, it's much harder to make those stack unless you have the right strategy.
0: Yeah, I agree. If you think of it, it as a triangle with the cash flow on the bottom, for most people starting out, they want to replace the day job with the cash flow. And then, as you say, then they can go for chunks of cash and the longer-term appreciation for sure. Um, and... The HMOs and so developments you're working with joint ventures and how did that come about? Did you uh what did you find these joint venture partners?
1: So um the first joint venture was with uh some people that I met through uh Mark Harvey's real life tribe. And so I was very, very blessed. Um, a couple named and Rima who um had done HMOs before. So I was piggybacking really on their experience. And I was the one who raised the funds from then a private investor. Um but you know as as you do with these things, things came up, challenges came up, and <laughs> that's it. But you know you get through them, you know, they make you wiser. And we're still on very good terms to this day. You know, hope to work with them again. It's it's this thing of um getting out of the comfort zone, you know, um co-owning something with people, um, the pressure of needing to deliver um for investors as well. So that's how it started. And then I evolved from there really to just do win wins with a few other people as well. And so I I very much welcome that because it's a it's a great way of leveraging um me but also other people in terms of just a lack of time a lack of proximity maybe to where the, the real deals are um and the lack of confidence experience to actually get these things over the line because it's it's a lot of work as, as you know
0: yeah and did you swap so you said there that your role in that partnership was to raise the finance typically it's normally the other way around people starting out find the deal and then they go to an investor uh to put the money in so are you um is that your role in all of the projects is to raise the finance or are you now sourcing the properties
1: great great question so um it started that way and then my goal was always to do some developments myself and of course you know you get into a jv and you realize wow i could actually do this myself as well (laughs) (laughs) So that's that's what I did. Um, And so the way I describe it is it was a little bit like being in the cockpit of a plane, you're taking off and remote control wise, you're, you know, setting a few other planes up behind you to take off at the same time so that literally that first project was in the air. And then I, I had two other projects that were consecutively getting over the line in say about four months. And so now I've got three planes in the air and you've got to land them because there's no choice not to, you know, so a lot of pressure, but it also really pushed me out of my comfort zone because it just meant that a lot of responsibility, things go wrong. You know, you, you, you just learn. And the, the great thing is that, um, Everything was done successfully. They all um, are still there, cash flowing, uh, beautifully done and designed. So very pleased about that.
0: Right. Well, well, how's it changed working with Property Filter then? So how did you come to get involved with the the team there? Yeah,
1: so I um, was looking myself for ways to get ahead and I heard... Uh, someone speak about property filters. So I thought, oh, that sounds interesting. Let me sign up for a demo. So you know, I had a had a demo with Guillaume, and about fifteen minutes into the interview, I realized, okay, you know, this was really not what I was planning on doing. But he and I probably need to have a, a chat because, um, given my corporate background and given my property experience, I couldn't think of anyone who would be better than me to actually. Uh, help them scale and grow. and so we spoke a few times and then I started in January and it it really began with that vision for how how could I be smarter about sourcing deals because I'd gone through deal sources and packages um, you know that that was fruitful, but it also caused um some issues and there's a lot of cost, you know, because you, you just because someone is sourced deals doesn't mean that you can trust everything they say.
0: Yeah, and for the people who don't know what Property Filter is, uh, can you just run through a few of the highlights of the software?
1: Yeah, so so Property Filter, um, it's a gold mining tool in that there's this huge amount of data out there. Um, You have 30 different data sources where um, literally, they're all put into one place for the first time so that very sophisticated algorithms ai will then help you to um spot the gold in the noise because if you're on the portals the problem is um really they're, it's all
0: noise <laughs> it's all
1: noise it's all noise deliberately because they just want you to stay there forever because that's how they make their money whereas with Property Filter, um, you can find amazing deals in seconds. Now, then comes the second challenge, which is, you know, do you have the right education and strategy to match, let's say, what the market is giving you at the moment in terms of the best options? And that's that's kind of my role in, in helping um, investors and uh, budding property entrepreneurs to figure that out. You know, what is what does it look like in terms of, in practice, finding a deal in your area using these super advanced
0: tools—it's uh, really quite uh, something else. The first time I saw it, I thought, "Wow, this is uh, got to get on this straight away." <laughs> <laughs> and the thought of going back to scrolling through Right Move just was no longer an option. And you know, we've had virtual assistants in the past where we're scraping all of the data from the portals and put it into spreadsheets, and this just eliminates the need for all of that it's not just okay finding the deals but it's the pipeline as well organizing the deals it's all live data it collects as you say 30 data points there so everything from the epc whether the properties in an article 4 area or not and heat map Uh, you've even got the ai generated landlord letters now Uh, it's evolving all the time and it is quite incredible to see the pace at which it's uh, evolving how do you see because obviously you've been in in a year now people who have been through you know the the training and and they've set it up how are they managing to kind of find the deals with uh you you know with with the pipeline and organize all of their you know you said you've you've got one one plane in the air but suddenly this gives you a hundred just jets instantly Mm -hmm. (laughs) ready to go um so you don't actually need that many deals, do you? Once you've got them in front of you, ready to go.
1: Yeah, that's it. I, I, it's it's life-changingly good in that it removes the biggest obstacle, I'd say for most people, which is a lack of time. Because if, let's say, you only have your evenings and weekends to actually try to get ahead in, in property, um, racing around to unqualified viewings it really just isn't going to help you get ahead. Whereas um, property filter removes that problem so that you can at least address the other problems. Do I have enough education? Do I you know, have the right strategy for my area? Um, do I have the right area for my strategy? You know, Whatever the problem, um, property filter helps with that um, to help you to really find what you're looking for super quickly. And then you have a new problem, which is that you have all these deals. And that's my current... Issue is that literally I probably find one to three amazing deals every day. So, ah. <laughs> as you can imagine, <laughs> it becomes this thing of I, I literally cannot speak to investors fast enough because when you know what I know, an example is I found a, a property for 400,000 pounds, which um, with not that much work, say about Seventy to eighty thousand pounds could be worth eight hundred thousand pounds, and you know, found in about five
0: seconds. (laughs) It's like kids in a sweet shop, isn't it? The when you when you log in and you just see so many deals coming through. Um, But that kind of begs the question: what makes a good deal? Because the software itself can't necessarily decide what a good deal is you still have to put the criteria of what you're looking for in. So first of all, it decides, it segments the deals into which deals look like they've got the most motivated sellers. So if they've fallen through, how many times they've fallen through, yeah. how much it has been reduced by. Um, but then you've got the deal calculator, so you put in what your criteria is. So um, what deals are people looking for at the moment and what makes a good deal, do you think?
1: Um, Great question. I'd say that a great deal is very much defined by your outcome. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why I tend to harp on about education, for example, you know, YPM's own education systems now in terms of, you know, new courses and things. It's all about really ultimately just finding clarity about, you know, what a good deal looks like for you. Because, you know, let's say for some people, uh, they'd look at, I'll give you an example. You know, one of my investors, he's a billionaire. And so when I ran the idea by him of, you know, a thousand pounds a month, extra income, he's looking at me thinking, you know, what do I need that for? <laughs> Sounds like a lot of work, you know. Sounds
0: like a lot of work, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot
1: Absolutely. of work, for, for not, not very much return. It was, was his honest answer. And so, yeah. you know, for him my amazing deal wasn't such a great deal even though he did in the end invest with me i think more out of pity because he could just see how how <laughs> you know serious i was and and you know that he he wanted to help but um i'd say you know it's it's all about um layers of understanding looking at deals understanding what they bring understanding um you know your level of experience as well because that's another thing you know you can look at commercial to read an amazing article in ypn about how people are doing well with it and then all you've ever done is rented a flat down the road for a month so that disconnect means that either there has to be uh some education or um a joint venture partner you know which is how i started you know because i knew i didn't know what i was doing so you know why not work with people who did and let me study it inside the cockpit rather than outside.
0: Yeah. You must have a queue of people that are looking to invest with you at the <laughs> moment. Uh, you, you're you on this thing all day long looking for deals. And do you find that, you, you, know, you know, you talk there about um, what makes a good deal is the outcome people are looking for. So when you're working with investors, Has it changed over the past year? Obviously, you know, the market's changed dramatically. So, has their expectations changed? Um, Or is it just a case of there aren't as many deals out there? So, that's the common, you know, question we're getting asked at the moment like, where are all the good deals (laughs) gone?
1: Well, I I think in a way, um, there's a misconception about, let's say, deals in 2023. I think this is this is the thing. So if you're chasing after uh, deals that worked 10 years ago in the way that they worked 10, 20 years ago, then you're going to assume that there are no deals to be found. The reality is that there are plenty of deals. It's just that you're having to almost reverse the way of thinking and look at, well, what, what is the low-hanging fruit of my area? What strategy will line up with my outcome a good example is like okay you can do um classic buy to let it's not that it won't work it's asking that question how can it work and then becoming maybe a bit more creative or educated or both as to what that might look like and i find a lot of people um lack that imagination sometimes but that's where property filter helps because you've got on the one hand um, this amazing gold mining tool comparables that will tell you um, how much a property is worth but not in days but in a few seconds but it's not just what it's worth it's uh, how can you increase that value and that's I think the thing that probably surprises a lot of investors the most at the moment in terms of um, the need to add value you know in order to make things stack because otherwise anyone can take their savings and plop it into the property but to get that money back in the next say 10 20 years becomes a more sophisticated operation
0: and in terms of creative solutions then what do you find are you know the best strategies right now uh, for coming to a potential deal
1: Um, it really depends on that outcome again, but I think, you know, if you, if you kind of go back to ground zero and you say, you know, what are the majority of investors looking for? And that's, that's something I feel very privileged like you to, you know, be at the, the forefront of that. You're speaking to a lot of people and you start seeing trends. I'd say sometimes it's the simple things that people don't think about. It'll be adding a bedroom. It'll be adding an extension maybe rethinking the layout of the place. It's finding what's the problem. And if you're able to fix the problem for the property, but maybe also for the potential buyers or or tenants, that tends to then bring dividends, like let's say the work from home people. So if you work from home, you now need more space. Uh, But that space doesn't necessarily have to be extra square meters. It might be that that corner of a large room can become another bedroom or can become a, you know, separated walled off area in some sort of way. So it's just looking at examples, training the eye to then spot the opportunities so that then you're the first person in the queue because other people like the place that I'm currently buying um, in London, people had, had looked at it, thought about it, and then backed out when I walked in there. And before I walked in there, because I pre-qualified the viewing using property filter to then know that buying it at 400,000 pounds, which was the asking price, there's a flat on the market next door for 770,000 pounds. And it could be worth 800, could be worth 900. I, I don't know. you know. And, and and that's the kind of thing that property filter can help, help you do. But then what I bring to the table as well in in a lot of group calls that we run is to just help people see opportunities because I think that's part of it you know they'll bring their area they'll bring uh, let's say their goal and then you know I always hope to inspire people to just see um, the gold that's sitting in front of them you know there are people up north in gold mine towns and then they're thinking oh you know what can I possibly do to to make some money? And you know, I'm the one getting on a train to go four hours north when they're sitting across the street from the things that that I'm going to buy, right? But they just don't see it.
0: Yeah, it's so true that sometimes I, I had a project where it was sitting on the market, it was a block of four flats, and there was um, you know, it didn't quite stack the deal. But the fact that I knew that there was an empty homes loan that I could get, which at the time was twenty five thousand pounds per unit, and there were four units, it was a block of four flats. Wow. So I actually secured a hundred thousand pounds of an empty homes loan. Now that made the deal. Where if you if you didn't know about that, it wasn't a deal. Mm. So I think you're so right there that sometimes whether it's adding value through planning gain or whether it's through how you acquire it or any of these kind of creative strategies that you know the really good investors and um property developers really create a deal where there doesn't look like there is there doesn't look like there is one right so it's all about how many tools can you get in your toolbox so that when you when you come up with an opportunity, you come up with a deal. You're you're really thinking outside the box of what what can be done and creating a deal out of thinner, oftentimes, and whether that is through you know adding value, like we just said, or perhaps it's through negotiating with the owner. And uh, you know, for anyone who is about purchase lease options, acquiring the property in a different way where you don't need the mortgage, you don't need the stamp duty. And you can acquire the property and benefit from it and profit from it as if it's your own for a few years. Uh, That's certainly one way that a lot of people are looking at now. And is that something you're seeing as well in people having more creative acquisition styles?
1: Absolutely. Um, I think the penny has dropped for a lot of people that it doesn't have to be go to right move and then go to an agent and then... Do things the way that everyone else does them. Uh, Lease options is is an example of that. Vendor finance is another. Um, I'm working on a project right now where, you know, it's again a a property filter uh, success story, but I'm looking at this property and property filter thinking it has been taken back to brick and they're selling it at quite a premium it's owned by a company. So all of this information is revealed in, in property filter. So I was direct to, to vendor. Then I'm looking at the name of the, the owner and I realized it's someone I actually knew.
0: Right. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> of course. So direct to vendor, um, you know, potentially a great deal. And after a lot of conversation, one option, because they had that nightmare that everyone fears where the wrong joint venture partner, the wrong finan- financial situation. They bought with cash and mm-hmm. um, had no oversight whatsoever in terms of you know what was being done. The wrong build company as well. So it's like everything went wrong. But now we're talking about. I originally I was saying shall I buy it? Now we're talking about well shall I step into the JV? Let you guys finance the development, and then I'll just take the lead on, on doing the work, which is, you know, a very different situation. So in other words, I'm walking into a disaster to try to put out the fire, rethink the strategy. And meanwhile, that will likely mean a thousand pounds a month for me forever. Wow. Plus, assets, yeah.
0: you know? <laughs> I mean, the trick there is finding a problem that you can solve. Now you've gone into that deal knowing that you can fix that problem and that's the most important thing find problems that you can fix and whether that is someone's situation or whether that's something to do with the bricks and mortar and physically you know fixing a problem there structurally or whatever um but yeah certainly finding um problems we can fix is what we're all about isn't it uh okay so like to wrap up can you think of is there a deal that you've come across that stood out perhaps one of your um you know one of the members of the, of the software you've come across an, an amazing deal or something a bit unique and different
1: yeah um i think one of my favorites is an apart hotel where uh, this woman came on to helen so then she came on to one of one of the group sessions and she said rhett i'm looking for uh, an apart hotel in the middle of nowhere just outside of reading and i thought oh boy this is going to be difficult and so then Lo and behold, we find this building, which had 19 rooms, as is, with a clear path to increasing that to around 22 to 24. In other words, all money in and out in one year, and 50,000 pounds of cash flow per month, per month. No found on property filter in seconds despite my you know concerns about the area and you know it, it's that kind of thing where you 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 almost can't believe it until you see it my, myself included where <laughs> <laughs> despite the fact that I'm showing you hey, should spot
0: that one before hey? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know the funny thing is she then called me afterwards and she said well would you be interested in, you know, consulting on it and or being involved in it, you know? And so this is the thing, it's, yeah. it, you know, property is very much, it's a numbers game, but it's very much still a people's business. And I, and I yeah. love yes. the relationships and um, getting to work with great people. And, you know, that was an example. She, she and I had been friends on Facebook for probably a couple of years. And then all of a sudden, two worlds were coming together through um, through a potential deal.
0: So what do you see next? How do you think, you know, obviously all the AI software that's taking over the world at the moment and certainly, um, you know, fast-tracking people's success like never before, saving, as you said earlier, saving people so much time that they're really just focusing on their most important tasks, the most important things like, you know, um, working with investors and the negotiation side rather than admin. So how do the next 12 months look for you, do you think?
1: Yeah, I think um, it's a combination of, of uh, more deals. So I'm now getting back in the saddle, having taken, you know, a well-earned sort of year to just recalibrate after, you know, six projects, 40 units in, say, two and a half years. It was it was quite intense. So a couple more projects um, and, you know, property filter, you know, I'm... Uh, one of their their first hires, really. Um, so we're, you know, looking forward to the next chapter together. I think it's all really about um, broadening that base of, of, of people knowing about it. But I think also it's a mindset thing around, you know, is AI going to make us victims or is it the thing that's going to set us free? And it really both can be true depending on how you look at it. Uh, I think, you know, Property filter is a great example of that, in that, you know, they're working on something now where um, not only is it already writing letters for people. So in other words, it'll write a campaign of letters, but the next phase that they're working on right now will actually send the letters. So, you know, just if you can get your head around that, direct to vendor, motivated sellers, below market value deals, and then something that will just go. Speak to them, you know. It, it's it's pretty incredible. um I think for me, I, I need more help, so I'm, I'm I'm looking at uh getting some more virtual assistant support at the moment, you know. Because if you have a job and you're, you're running a business, yeah, you have to streamline. So
0: definitely. Well, you get to that next stage where you need to buy, back well, you've bought back your time through the day job, and now you're buying more time to so just scale up and. And do more. So, yeah, yeah, amazing! Wow. Well, we look forward to seeing what's next. It's super exciting. And as I said before, for anyone who's not checked it out, we'll put the links in the show notes. And where where can people connect with you? At uh, what's your favorite social media platform these days? uh
1: Facebook is the general one. um uh, Facebook, LinkedIn. uh Either way, it's good. And um yeah, you know, love to to hear from people. Um, you know, through property filter also now, you know, who would have thought but I'm even doing coaching uh for people, you know, just because there's the need. And once you've been through what we've been through, you know, you want to help people save themselves some some um trauma, you know, let's put it that way. <laughs>
0: yeah absolutely Save the heartache and just fast track there's uh yeah there's there's plenty to be learned there and there's no need to be making all the elementary mistakes that's for sure um uh, there's a lot involved in working with property so just yeah. set yourself up for success and uh and do that with you know it's not like we're just you know uh working down at a local shop where there's no you know huge sums of money at at, at stake here so um yeah get educated is always the first step and then put it into practice and have the accountability and the that comes with the coaching the mentorship and um, and make it happen is the next stage so well rhett thank you so much for your time today it's been uh it's been amazing to have you on and uh, we look forward to My seeing pleasure. you again soon absolutely And for anyone who's not yet a subscriber to the YPM magazine, click the link in the show notes for your free 30-day trial. We'll see you next time guys.